Good morning. I am thankful unto the Lord for him enabling us to come and share with you on this morning. Sound like I didn't need to pick this up. Uh, and uh, I do give God the highest of praise and I am thankful for all the many blessings of life that God has given me. I uh, am honored with the fact that I was invited to come back again another year uh, after you do something one year, people sort of know know you, and uh, if they like you, they show it. And uh, it took a whole year for Rodney to let me know he liked me. <laughs> so so uh, we're thankful unto the Lord uh, for this opportunity. Um, as I uh, gather, I certainly hope that you will pray with me and pray for me. I often tell folks when I stand before them that uh, I am uh, I'm nervous. And even though you have, I think, smiles on your face, <laughs> Amen. I uh, I I often like to feel like that I'm welcome, and I am even more so gracious unto the Lord for who he is and what he continues to do in my life. Uh, Let me pause momentarily just to say good morning. And I say good morning to all my father's children. I'm grateful, First Baptist, for this opportunity to come and to share with you Again, and with this brotherhood on this second occasion, and uh, last year, I wanted to encourage you to be general Baptist and not be Southern Baptist. Many of you may recall that I said that I, I'm looking for an amen. 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 And uh, uh, when... It sounds like that I'm about ready for one. I need you, you know, without me raising my hands, but just give me one. And and that will help this message to go over well. I want you to know that we in the the General Baptist are accustomed to that. We are also known to hoop. I remind you, because some of you were not here last year, and as I got into my message, someone said, are you hooping yet? And uh, sometimes we raise our voice to another octave, and then it sounds like we are hooping. So if I do that, don't get afraid. (laughs) Nothing is going to happen. It just means that the spirit that you feel is also inspiring me, and I may just uh, react to the spirit a little different. And you, many of you have been around a long time, 
So you have heard the various denominations, ministers, and individuals speak. And so I just ask that you really pray for me and pray while I stand. I also have online, and that's the reason I brought my phone, uh, the church that I uh, now uh, am interim with online, and they are listening to this message. And I do look forward to the opportunity or the chance that our churches can fellowship uh, in a service. And this great pastor of yours, amen, Pastor Dry, will come and share a message with us along with the men and the brotherhood of this church. Uh, I think they uh, told me that I probably have X amount of time. And so uh, I need to get on with what I'm going to do before you tire of me. Um, leave by, two o'clock. by 2 o'clock. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Then I can get it in because I've got 10 pages. <laughs> Amen. As I stand this morning, I do want to honor our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ. I am thankful unto him because not only is he my Lord, but he's my Savior. He is my provider, and Lord knows he takes care of me. I uh, spoke last year, and after speaking very shortly, I found myself in the hospital, and I had had a heart attack. And... and, uh, it caught me by surprise. I had had some condition for some time, but I did not uh, think or look to the point that that would happen to me. But as I stand this morning, I want you to know that I give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Right. Amen. Without him, I realize I can do nothing. But I certainly do want to take the moment to say thank you, Pastor Dry. Thank you to this great board of officers, to the men of this ministry, uh, to Rodney and to Brother Gene Dobie. Amen. For always being and showing friendship and brotherhood to this community. Uh, again, it is a privilege and I'm going to share with you from uh, the scripture that some of you have heard before. And as I share it, I pray that uh, you will go back and read. I have to remember, and I tell anyone that I'm no orator, I'm no scholar, but I'm just a Baptist preacher and one who has been called to do according to God's will. Uh, I want to invite your attention, if you have your Bibles or uh, when you get an opportunity, you will look at a very familiar scripture that's found in the Old Testament. And that scripture is found in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. Many of us have been taken by this scripture for a long period of time because it is a scripture of visual uh, revelation that the Lord is is uh, now bringing to 
uh, Ezekiel, and Ezekiel is uh, going through this vision, and God is dealing with him that he may deal with God's people. Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, the 37th chapter, uh, our verses, uh, we're going to start at the first verse and read for your hearing. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Again, he says unto me, prophesy upon these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. Unto these bones, because I have caused breath to enter into you, ye shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skins, and put breath in, in. And ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesy as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. And someone said, glory be to God. Amen. We would like to preach from a subject this morning, and we certainly hope that it applies to the brotherhood and to all of us who Serve the Lord. What God can and will do with those that stand. What God can and will do with those that stand. Did y'all hear me? Amen. Say it with me. Amen. What God can and will do with those that stand. Amen, somebody. Eternal God, our Father, it is your servant, Lord, who stands again. Lord, we pray that you would just come help us in a time like this. For, Lord, I'm your servant. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, that these would that stand before me, sit before me, would see you and not see me. God, I thank you for how you have kept us and blessed us. Use us for your glory and for your honor. Oh God, I pray that when all is done and said, you will receive the glory and the honor. Hide me again, Lord. Hide me behind the cross that men will see you and not see his. I want to thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit because, Lord, the Spirit is always present where two or three are gathered in thy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I thought if I'm not careful, I will mess around and preach. Amen. Amen. 
This morning's scriptural text comes from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was born and raised in the land of Judah and was preparing to become a priest in God's temple when the Babylonians attacked in 597 B.C. and carried him along with 10,000 other captives away to Babylon. You have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that these were challenging times. As we are living today, you know that we are confronted with a pandemic. And it seems like that men now are searching for answers. They are caught within this captivity of this sickness and this disease. And somehow, in some way, it seems that we have turned our hearts and our thoughts away from God. Many times, even in our communities, in our churches, and in life itself, we find that it is a form of abandonment where we uh, forget to whom we are and who we serve. It seemed like Israel had abandoned because they were serving idol gods. They were doing everything but reverencing and remembering the God of their salvation. But now the Lord has decided to communicate with his people. And he has chose to communicate through this prophet who is Ezekiel. Yes, my brothers and sisters, if you will, I'm going to try to give a few points. And then I'm going to take my seat because I certainly don't want to bore you. Keep in mind, those who God calls, he calls when they are ready. Amen. Amen. You see, everybody just can't work for God. There are those individuals to whom God knows what's in that person and what that person is capable of doing. Listen, the nation of Israel was on the brink of complete destruction. Five years later, when Ezekiel was 30 years old, the normal age for becoming a priest, God calls him to be a prophet. You see, Ezekiel's family was in the priestly family. And so Ezekiel believed what I'm going to do when I reach this age, I'm going to become a priest. But understand one thing. There's one thing for us to think one thing, but there's another thing for God mm -hmm, to have his way in our lives. Am I right about it? You have to understand that when we are born, we are birthed, and God has purpose for us. It's not for us to decide on what we're going to do and when we're going to do it, but when we come in the understanding that we belong to God, we need to be at that point that we surrender to the will of God. Am I right about it? Yes, Ezekiel wanted to be a priest, but God decided that he would call him to be a prophet. Some of us want to sing, <clears throat> but I want you to know that may not be the gift that God wants to use us for. Come on, somebody. Amen. Am I right about it? Amen. Some of us may want to do a lot of things in our lives, but that may not be what God wants us to be. Here at this point, God calls Ezekiel to be a prophet. Well, you got to ask, why did the Jewish exiles in Babylon need a prophet at this time? Well, I'd like to uh, uh, share with you 
three or four possibilities. You see, one of the possibilities is that God uh, wanted Ezekiel to uh, to first of all help the exiles understand why they had been taken captive. You see, sometimes we can put the blame of something that happened on our lives on somebody else. Am I right about it? Amen. But here, the the people needed to know that they were in the condition that they were in simply because of the sins that they had committed. Sometimes, even in our society today, we're looking at where the fault of this pandemic came from. But my brothers and sisters, we as a people, how are we living? Are we living godly or are we living to ourselves? Sometimes we find ourselves turning away from God. And don't you know when you turn from God, anything can come upon you? Am I right about it? Amen. And so when we look here, we find that God needed to send Ezekiel and they needed a prophet simply because they had forgotten why they were in the condition they're in. Keep in mind that Israel had sinned and God, God's punishment came. The fall of Jerusalem and the Babylonian exile were used by God to correct the rebels and draw them back from their sinful ways of life. Ezekiel warns them that not only were was the nation responsible for sin, but each individual also accountable to God. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, whatever I do, I'm not accountable to you, but I am accountable to God. Come on, somebody. Am I right about it? Amen. Sometimes we look around and we want to blame somebody else for what we are going through. But you got to understand, my brothers and sisters, you got to be accountable for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm almost happy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my brothers and sisters. And secondly, why did the Jews, Jewish exiles, need a prophet? Well, I'm glad you asked. Amen. Uh, to dispel the false hope that captivity was going to be short. Sometimes we think the mild afflictions and the things that we go through are just going to be temporary. But I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, we got to pay for some things in our life. Am I right about it? Amen. When you sin, I want you to know you got to pay for that sin. Amen. And just because you pray don't mean that God's going to come right away. Am I right about it? I want you to know God is a patient God, but he's also long-suffering. He allows us to go through some things simply because it it's needed to get our attention. Amen. Am I right about it? Yes, I'm going to try to be brief because I know somebody may get hungry. Amen. And I don't want you all to go back and talk about the preacher. Yes, my brothers and sisters, this the third point that I want to make to bring. Why do uh, the, the Jews, exiles, need a prophet? The third is to bring a new message of hope. I want you to know today, my brothers and sisters, if nobody else had told you, amen, that this pandemic is, that is here is not going to last forever. I want you to know God is still alive. I want you to know he's on the throne. He sits high. 
Come on, somebody. But the Lord looks low. And I'm so glad because early this morning, he taught me with his finger of love. He woke me up into a brand new day. It was nobody but the Lord. Am I right about it? All right, I'm getting happy now. Amen. It was nobody but the Lord. I want you to know God has been good to all of us. Seriously, all of us have been through some struggles in our lives. But I want you to know we are where we are sometimes because of what we have done. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, amen, I haven't been good all of my life. Amen. I've been down, but I've also been bad. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've done some things in my life, amen, that I shouldn't have done. At that time, I was not ashamed, but as I look back over my life, I'm ashamed of some of the things that I've done. But I'm so glad that as I look over my life, I can say God looks beyond my faults. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I am where I am because he meets my every need. To all of us that are here, it's God that has kept you. Amen. It's God that has kept you. It's God that has kept me. Amen. And without him, I can do nothing. And I would be nothing. Yes, I'm going to complete my thought and then I'm going to get out of the way. Yes, second, why did uh, the Jews need uh, a prophet? My brothers and sisters, fourthly, to call the people to a new awareness of their dependency upon God. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, they were in captivity, my brothers and sisters, and they were wondering how they were going to get out. They had fought battles, but they had lost. Amen. They've been in situations and starvations and they've lost leaders and they've almost lost hope. But the Lord was trying to let them know, my brothers and sisters, that your hope should be in God. Am I right about it? I come by to tell you, First Baptist, I know you've gone through some things. I know that we're experiencing some things right now. But I want you to know, keep hope and keep it alive. Our hope should be in God. Am I right about it? Mm, I'm humming now. Yes, uh, my brothers and sisters, although the people did not uh, respond positively. You see, a lot of times, brother preacher, when you're preaching, a lot of times you won't get no amens. Sometimes we look at the church and the church reminds you of dry bones. Amen. Seem like uh, you keep looking for inspiration. Even when you sing and, and you're trying to encourage people, they just sit there and look at you and seem like they're just dry bone. Pre-trail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and sometimes you're wondering whether your preaching is any good or not, uh, whether it's having any effect on people's lives. But I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, and especially to the preacher who've been assigned by God. I know you hired him, but I want you to know he's an assigned individual. It's God that keeps him. Sometimes he, just like me, after 47 years, I want to throw up my hands and give up on the church. But I want you to know I'm not working for the church. And I'm not working for people, but all of my hope, all of my help is in the Lord. Do I have a witness this morning? 
I want you to know if I had not had God on my side, I wouldn't be here even right now. I know some of y'all are feeling my joy. Amen. Because God has been good to me. And God has been good to you also. Am I right about it? Amen. Uh, I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, God's people uh, were left without explanation or direction, and neither are we. Uh, I want you to know there is an explanation for everything. You see, we're wondering why this pandemic is happening to us, why we're going through what we're going through. Uh, All you got to do is look to God. The Bible teaches us to look to the hills from which cometh our help. I wish I had a witness. Amen. For all of our help comes from the Lord. Am I right about it? Yes, Ezekiel consoled the people by telling them that the days will come when God will restore those who turn from sin. My brothers and sisters, I don't know about America. I don't know about everyone that live here. But I want you to know sin uh, will pull you down. Am I right about it? You have to understand, my brothers and sisters, everything that we do a lot of times is not in the the will of God. And sometimes we get out of our out of the will and we start doing things in our lives. Amen. And sometimes it will lead to sin. But uh, God. My brothers and sisters, and this is my message, God will restore uh, those who turn from sin. And I don't know about you, but I've got my mind made up uh, that in God, I can do all things. Am I right about it? My brothers and sisters, all of us, we are better today because we have turned our hearts to the Lord. Am I right about it? Yes, he will give his people a new heart to worship. Mm -hmm. And not only a new heart to worship, but God will do what no other power can do. Y'all ought to be on your feet now, uh, giving God some praise, uh, because God's been good to us. Am I right about it? Uh, Yes, my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, I I said I had ten pages. Uh, Well, I'm going to do five, and then I'm going to take my seat. Uh, Yes, uh, uh uh-huh. Don't let uh, your circumstance uh, dictate who you can be. You see, sometimes we'll look at things. Amen. And then we'll throw up our hands. We'll go sit in a corner. We'll wait on somebody else. But my brothers and sisters, you have to understand that just because we're in this present pandemic and it seems like that we're in bondage, it shouldn't dictate who you can be. Am I right about it? Come on, somebody. I want you to know. Amen. It seems like that I'm failing, but I have to repeat. Amen. What it says in Ephesians. Through Christ, I can do all things. Am I right about it? Come on, somebody. Amen. Yeah. 
Now I'm hooping. <laughs> yeah. The Lord is good. <laughs> Am I right about it? <laughs> I wished I had somebody <laughs> that didn't mind waving your hand. <laughs> it was the Lord <laughs> that woke me up this morning. <laughs> it was the Lord <laughs> that started me on my way. <laughs> it was the Lord <laughs> that healed my body. <laughs> Am I right about it? <laughs> and I heard that somebody said, victory. <laughs> Victory is in Jesus. Am I right about it? Well, Pastor Dry, I want you to know, amen, when you preach next week, you're going to have a few more amens. (laughs) Yes, as I come down to the close, my brothers and sisters, God places us where he desires for us to be. Amen. You look for a pastor for a long time. Am I right about it? And Pastor Dry was not exactly thinking that he was going to come here. But you got to know one thing. When prayer goes up, God begins to answer prayer. And God placed dry right here. Now, my brothers and sisters, I'm not just wanting to talk about Pastor Dry, but I'm wanting to talk about each one of us. God places us where he desires for us to be. My brothers and sisters, when I went to Yakin Grove, I told them one Sunday as God inspired my heart, I stood up and said, I am where I am because this is where God wants me to be. Come on, First Baptist. Am I right about it? That ought to be your testimony. I am where I am because this is where God wants me to be. I heard somebody say, if I couldn't say a word, this is one of them old hymns that the slaves used to sing. If I couldn't say a word, I'd just wave my hand. Am I right about it? That'll let you know that I'm a witness. If it had not been for God, amen, I wouldn't be here where I am even right now. Oh, I'm sorry, but my spirit is now revived. As I get ready to take my seat before I begin to act up, how uh, he allows us uh, uh, to survey the immediate dilemma uh, and the task and the situation. I want to point out one thing uh, that God did with Ezekiel uh, in the second chapter, uh, in the second verse of the third chapter. Uh, it says, and he calls me to pass by them uh, Round about, and behold, there were very many in the valley, and lo, they were dry. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, God will allow us to look at things. And then, like Ezekiel, the Lord asked him, Ezekiel, can these bones live? Now, Pastor, Amen. Every Sunday morning, you look over the valley, preacher, and you ask that God asks you the question: Can these bones live? Y'all missed that, did you? 
Amen. You see, sometimes the church is dead. Sometimes it's not in ministry. It's not reaching out to the lost, to those who are captive. Amen. And the preacher preaches, and sometimes there is no response. And I'm not talking to you, First Baptist, but I'm talking to mankind in general. It seems like that what we do, we speak to people who appear to be dead, dried up. It seems that they don't have Christ in their heart, in their mind. We're so wrapped up in who we are and what we want to do. And God looked and knew what he saw in the dry bones. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, God then asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Mm, God Almighty. I want y'all to go back and read this. Because Ezekiel, my brothers and sisters, when he looked at the valley, I want you to know, he looked and he said, instead of making his assumption, giving his opinion, he said, Lord, thou knowest. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's a person of wisdom. Sometimes we always trying to come up with answers for things. But don't you know, my brothers and sisters, the Lord knows all things. And so Ezekiel didn't take it upon himself, but he gave it back to God. I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters, everything you do, you need to give it to God. Come on now. Give God a hand of praise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. Like I say, y'all might not have me back, but I'm here today. Yeah, yeah. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, give it to God. Amen. And Ezekiel left it in God's hands. And so God began to tell Ezekiel what he needed for him to do. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. He consulted with us for our opinion as if he didn't already know the answer. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, he talked with Ezekiel. Amen. But he already knew the answer. And I'm saying even today, what we're going through, those of us who will pray, I want you to know God already knows the answer. Come on and give God a praise. Amen. Because it's not in our hands, but it's in God's hands. Hmm. My brothers and sisters, and didn't God told him, now I'm getting ready to hoop, amen, what he needed to do. He said, Ezekiel, what I need for you to do is to prophesy. You see, he then tells him what he can do with his help. My brothers and sisters, what God can and will do with those that stand. My brothers here at First Baptist, I want you to know Sometimes uh, God will inspire you to do ministry and to stand. But uh, you have to understand that everybody that stands sometimes may not have everything that is needed. But, oh, brother pastor, uh uh-huh, when you can get people to stand, uh, even though they have the form uh, of a man, Amen. There still would be no life in him. I wished I had a church, amen, like they used to have. 
And I would let you know what they used to say about this thing. They used to look in the back and they would say, I see dry bones. And when they would see the dry bone, I'm getting ready to sit down. Mm-hmm. He would begin to tell them, God said that you would come together. And not only when you come together, but you would stand up and God would put flesh and skin on your body. And all you got to do is prophesy. I'm telling you, brother pastor, just preach the word. Preach it when they want to hear it. Preach it when they don't want to hear it. But just preach. Am I right about it? And sooner or later, God will bring life. And the Bible said that when he started preaching, that the valley began to shake. And as the valley shook, the Bible said the bones began to move. And the Bible said that the foot bone connected with the ankle bone. And the ankle bone connected with the leg bone. And the leg bone connected with the knee bone. And the knee bone connected with the thigh bone. Come on, somebody. I could see the bones coming together. And the Lord was doing his thing. And not only when the thigh bone got in its place, it said that the hip bone... Begin to get in his place. And the backbone got in his place. And then the shoulder bones got on the backbone. Mm-hmm. And the neck bone got in his place. And then the head got in his place. Come on, somebody. And the Bible said that they were standing up dry bones. And they were still dead. Come on, somebody. When you start doing God's work, that don't mean that the work is over. You got to stay in the word of God. The Bible said that Ezekiel remember what God said. And God said, prophesy. And when he began to continue to prophesy, the Bible said that God put skin and sinew. And then he went on from that. He was standing up like he was a natural man, but he was still dead. And then God told him, I want you to preach to the winds and tell the wind to move. Come on, somebody. I want you to know if you call him... Come on, somebody. If you call him, I don't care if it's midnight. If you call him, I don't care if it's noonday. If you call him, God will send the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. And he'll breathe new life into that body. Come on, somebody. I want you to know what God can and will do with those that stand. Come on, men of First Baptist. Stand when you've done the best you can do. Stand when men walk away. Stand when you got to stand by yourself. You got to understand it's God that gives life. God bless you. Amen. I'm going to behave. Guess what time it is? Two o'clock. 
I want you to know what God can and will do with those that stand. I know your number is not what you want it to be. But it's what God is doing with that number that's important. You see, the Bible talks about a remnant. It doesn't talk about the whole nation of Israel. When Jesus began to preach, he started out with 12. And look how the church has grown. We can't look at present situations, but we have to look through the eye of faith, through Christ. All things are possible. Come on, somebody. I want you to know today, I worry every time I stand. But do you know one thing? I'm just crazy enough to put my faith in God. All we have to do is stand. And when you've done all that you know to do, just stand. I love the Lord. And I love him because he first loved me. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. Thank you for sharing and listening to me. I know the pastor is going to open the doors of the church. Amen. I know that he's going to give you an invitation to come. Not only unite with the church. Give you a chance to become a child of the king. To accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. All of this takes faith. It takes faith for us to walk right. It takes faith for us to live according to the word and the will of God. But I want you to know, with God's help, I know the preacher is good. I know the laymen, the officers are good. But can't nobody do for you what Christ can. If ever there's been a time that we need to come together, we need to come and give ourselves to Christ. The time is now. And just because I looked and I looked in the congregation and you have young people. Let me tell you, young folks. Tomorrow is not promise. But all you have is today. The Bible says the day that you hear my voice to harden not your heart. We come because we need the Lord. And there are things that's happening with us that we really don't understand. But God is the answer for the world today. All we have to do is trust him. Thank you so much. And God bless you. And heaven smile upon you.